when your contract of employment is undermined, it's your employment rights that give you the right to challenge unfair treatment. You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi everyone, in our penultimate episode of our mini-series on forced contract changes, we look at your employment rights when you are faced with contract changes that force you to leave your job, but you don't have two years service. By now, you will know that without two years continuous service, if you leave your job or you are dismissed for not accepting contract changes forced on you, You have no right to make an unfair dismissal claim at an employment tribunal. But if your employer's behaviour has caused you to suffer losses because you are without a job, although you may not be able to claim unfair dismissal because you don't have those two years, you may be able to make a claim for breach of contract at an employment tribunal. And you being able to do this comes back to what is expected of you and your employer when you sign a contract of employment. A contract of employment is a legally binding agreement between an employer and an employee and the contract outlines the rights, responsibilities and duties of both parties. A breach to that contract occurs when either party fails to fulfil their contractual obligations. And when it comes to forcing contract changes on you, which result in you being dismissed for not accepting the changes or you feeling you can no longer stay in your job because of your employer's behaviour, an employment tribunal could see your employer's conduct and the impact on you as a breach of contract act for which you will be able to make a breach of contract claim in an employment tribunal. To make that claim, here are the top seven steps you will need to take. Step one is that before making a claim for breach of contract, you have to identify the breach. And you do this by reviewing the terms of your employment contract to identify how your employer has failed to meet their obligations. And so here, you will look at your contract and you will look at the fact that the contract does not have a variation clause allowing the employer to impose contract changes on you, and that would be your breach. Whilst reviewing your information, it's important to collect any relevant evidence to support your complaint. So things like your contract, emails, messages, payslips, and even witness statements, these things will help you. The earlier you can do this, the better, because the earlier you organise your evidence, the earlier you will also be able to see any gaps in your evidence. And then at that point, if you need further evidence and you've already left your job, you will have to use other means to get the information. Step two is to collect any evidence of your attempts to resolve matters with your boss before you left your job. 
You should include evidence of any complaints or formal grievances, any meetings, anything you did where you raised with your employer the issue about the forced contractual changes and the treatment you received. This step is crucial as tribunals will expect you to have attempted to resolve your issues internally before involving the tribunal. Step three is to review your case with a supportive organisation like a trade union if you are a member or a citizen's advice bureau who do have some capacity to give you some legal advice. If you want other information about where you can go to get that advice, you can contact Employment Rights Online in the usual way. The next four steps are about making your claim to an employment tribunal. So step four is that before you make a claim to an employment tribunal, you must first contact ACAS. And you'll remember ACAS is the Advisory Conciliation and Arbitration Service and you contact ACAS to help you with early conciliation. And all this means is that you attempt to sort things out with your boss again before going to tribunal. Now, contacting ACAS is a mandatory process which everyone has to do, and it's aimed at resolving disputes without the need for a tribunal, and everyone has to go through ACAS before a tribunal will hear their case. If your attempts at early conciliation with ACAS are unsuccessful, ACAS will then issue you with a certificate that you will need when making your tribunal claim. Step five is to submit your claim to the tribunal. To submit your claim, you will need to complete what's called an ET1 claim form. The form is available on the government website and requires detailed information about you, your employer, and the information about your breach of contract claim. You must submit this claim within three months less one day from the date of the breach or the action you are complaining about. We'll put a link to the form in the show notes where you're listening to this episode. Step six is to wait for your employer's response to your ET1. Your employer will receive a copy of your ET1 and will be asked to complete an ET3 response form. And your employer usually has 28 days to submit that response. And in that response, your employer will outline their version of events and any defences your employer wants to put forward to challenge your breach of contract claim. Step six is to prepare your case after you receive your employer's response to your complaint. You will have to get all of your paperwork in order so that you are ready when the tribunal sets a timetable for your case. A tribunal timetable is a list of dates by which you and your employer will have to do certain things to help the tribunal to prepare to hear your case. The dates will include deadlines for exchanging documents and witness statements and also the actions that you need to take to prepare a joint bundle of documents for the tribunal. This is a good time to see what your employer is putting forward as a defence against your claim for breach of contract and to then use the time to gather and organise all your evidence 
and prepare all your arguments. Because your breach of contract claim may involve financial losses you have suffered, it's also important to collect all your evidence of your financial losses so you can give that information to the tribunal. And the final step is step seven, which will be your employment tribunal hearing. The employment tribunal will consider evidence and witness statements from you and your employer. When attending the tribunal, you can represent yourself, you can have a lawyer represent you, or you can be represented by a trade union representative. Your employer can do the same. Once all the evidence has been heard and the tribunal have looked at all the documents both you and your employer have identified as relevant to your case, the tribunal will retire to make a decision. The tribunal will then issue a judgment. If you are successful, the tribunal may order your employer to pay compensation to you for the losses you have suffered because of the breach of your contract. The amount of compensation will depend on the nature of the breach and any financial losses the tribunal agree that you have suffered. There are also opportunities to appeal the tribunal's decision if either you or your employer are unhappy with the judgment. As usual, one of the key considerations you must have in mind when dealing with tribunals are the strict time limits for making your claim to an employment tribunal. When it comes to submitting your claim, the time limit is three months less one day from the date of the breach of contract. But the early conciliation process with ACAS can extend this deadline, depending on how long the conciliation process takes. If at the end of the process, you and your employer have not been able to agree to settle the dispute, you could have up to four weeks from the date of your ACAS certificate to lodge your complaint with the tribunal. You must not miss this deadline. And that's it for this week. Our takeaways for this week are that even if you do not have two years service, if you are forced out of your job, because you don't want to accept forced contract changes, you can make a claim to an employment tribunal for breach of contract. When making your claim, there are key steps you need to take and time limits you need to observe. In next week's final episode in this forced contract changes mini-series, we're going to give you a rundown of all the financial losses you can ask for in a breach of contract claim. So remember to look out for that. As usual, if you need help with anything related to your contract of employment or help with any other contract rights matter you may have, you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And if you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying or abuse or any other contract rights matter which you may be suffering at work, you can email us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations booking page using the consultations link, which is also in the show notes. Finally, remember you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your family, friends and colleagues and by leaving us a review on iTunes 
or a rating on Spotify if you enjoy our podcasts. Until next week, have the best Employment Rights Week that you can. Bye for now.